morning. Hey, Alex. So we're going to do a little Lectio Divina, something we do from time to time here this morning as we read the scripture. I'll read it three times. I'll give us something to think about, some different ways to place ourselves within the story. And uh, you, can, you can read the words. Uh, they're in your bulletin uh, if you have one. Or you can just sit there with your eyes closed. Some people like, really like to take in and just listen to the words. So uh, if you learn through hearing, and that's the way you, uh, you want to take in this time, feel free to just close your eyes and sit there and, and listen as I read Matthew 15, 21 through 28. And it's always helpful in the first reading to, to maybe try to, try to listen for a phrase or maybe just even one word that stands out to you. Jesus left that place and went away to the district of Tyre and Sidon. Just then, a Canaanite woman from that region came out and started shouting, Have mercy on me, Lord, son of David. My daughter is being tormented by a demon. But he did not answer her at all. And his disciples came and urged him, saying, Send her away. She keeps shouting after us. And he answered, I was sent only to the lost sheep of the house of Israel. But she came and knelt before him, saying, Lord, help me. And he answered, It is not fair to take the children's food and throw it to the dogs. She said, Yes, Lord, yet even the dogs eat the crumbs that fall from their master's table. Then Jesus answered her, Woman, great is your faith. Let it be done for you as you wish. And her daughter was healed instantly. What word or phrase did you notice? This time, put yourself in the crowd. Put yourself in the crowd of the people alongside Jesus. What do you see? What do you hear? What do you smell? How does this all make you feel? Jesus left that place and went away to the district of Tyre and Sidon. Just then, a Canaanite woman from that region came out and started shouting, Have mercy on me, Lord, son of David. My daughter is tormented by a demon. But he did not answer her at all. And his disciples came to him and urged him, saying, Send her away for she keeps shouting after us. He answered, I was sent only to the lost sheep of the house of Israel. But she came and knelt before him saying, Lord, help me. He answered, it is not fair to take the children's food and throw it to the dogs. And she said, yes, Lord, yet even the dogs eat the crumbs that fall from their master's table. Then Jesus answered her, Woman, great is your faith. Let it be done for you as you wish. And her daughter was healed instantly. How does this make you feel? How does this make you feel? In our final reading, 
your daughter needs healing, and you see Jesus and the disciples, the one that you've heard about, approaching. Listen to this story from that perspective. How do their responses make you feel? How do their responses make you feel? Jesus left that place and went away to the district of Tyre and Sidon. Just then, a Canaanite woman from that region came out and started shouting, Have mercy on me, Lord, son of David. My daughter is tormented by a demon. But he didn't answer her at all. And the disciples came and urged him, saying, Send her away. She keeps shouting after us. He answered, I was only sent to the lost sheep of the house of Israel. But she came and knelt before him, saying, Lord, help me. And he answered, it, it is not fair to take the children's food and throw it to the dogs. She said, yes, Lord, yet even the dogs eat the crumbs that fall from their master's table. Then Jesus answered her, woman, great is your faith. Let it be done for you as you wish. And her daughter was healed instantly. Lord, may you open our eyes, may you open our ears this morning to hear your word to us. In Jesus' name, amen. So does anybody remember earlier this year, it seems like a million years ago that this happened, but I, Julie has this on the screen, nevertheless, she persisted. And it's from when uh, Mitch McConnell uh, critiques uh, Senator Elizabeth Warren for her criticism of uh, Senator Jeff Sessions being nominated for uh, Attorney General earlier this year, and she doesn't like this, obviously. And Mitch McConnell comes back and, and critiques her on the, uh, on the floor of the Senate. Let's watch this clip real quick. She was warned. She was given an explanation. Nevertheless, she persisted. <laughs> uh, obviously, this like becomes such an infamous line for Mitch McConnell that it becomes the, really the rallying cry of the feminist movement probably for this entire year. Uh, it's on T-shirts, it's on coffee cups, it's, it's so good. Um, and I always love when somebody like tries to slam someone and then it gets flipped around right back to them. <laughs> so great, so great. All right, so I just, when I read this story this week, I was like, oh my gosh, this is exactly what this Canaanite woman in this story does. Nevertheless, she persists over and over again. Uh, and this morning, what I find most interesting about this passage that's uh, really a heavily debated passage of what this actually means uh, for Jesus and what this means for us and how we see Jesus, uh, but Jesus this morning is the beneficiary of the good news. He is awoken to the lack of his own understanding uh, in his own understanding, and Jesus is evangelized to and experiences, I would say, God's love in a new way. The Canaanite woman demands God's love and knows that it's for everyone, and it, her included, as an outsider. Uh, Psalm 67 is kind of what this passage also made me think of in regards to God's love being for everybody. May God be the gracious, be gracious to us, Psalm one, uh, 67 verse 1 says. May God be gracious to us and bless us and make his face shine upon us, that your way may be known upon the whole earth and your saving power among all nations. Let the peoples praise you, God. Let all people praise you.
betrays you. And this is something I think the Canaanite woman noticed in this moment that Jesus didn't quite notice. So when I was, I was a sophomore at Baylor and I was taking an ethics class, and before class everybody's like talking, we're all arguing NBA basketball, and I'm a Mavericks fan, and uh, obviously being in Texas, you know, they have this like Mavericks, Spurs, Rockets sort of thing going on between all these people in Texas. And so I was, I was arguing with a Spurs fan, and I was communicating the fact that I didn't like the Spurs because they had a bunch of foreigners on their team. And I saw my ethics professor head, from the corner of my eye, I saw his head whip right towards my comment. And he goes, and what's so wrong with that? And it was one of those moments where I, my eyes were like completely open and I, sent, I shut up and I just sat down. <laughs> this is exactly what happens to Jesus. This is exactly what happens to Jesus in this moment. In this story, Jesus is in the outsider country. He's in Tyre and Sidon, the outsider country where the Gentiles live. Uh, or as he says, uh, you know, not in the house of Israel. In the Gospel of Matthew, um, you'll notice when you read the Gospel of Matthew that the good news is framed primarily uh, for the Israelites, for the Jewish people first, and then the message goes out to, uh, to all nations, to all people. This is the lens through which Matthew uh, writes his Gospel. Nevertheless, she persisted. At first, you notice Jesus does what? He ignores her. He ignores her at first. She's shouting and screaming and shouting at him, and he ignores her. And nevertheless, she persisted. So she's shouting and screaming, uh, and she knows, she, she knows his kingly heritage. She calls him Lord, Son of David. She knows who he is. And she correctly identifies him as Savior with the confidence and desperation that he has the authority to heal her daughter. So shouting and screaming, he ignores her. She persists. And then the disciples, they're so annoyed by her shouting and screaming that they ask Jesus just to go ahead and stop ignoring her, just get rid of her, just get rid of her. Nevertheless, she persisted. So she kneels down. She kneels down. I like to imagine the fact that she, like, throws her body in front of him. They're trying to move through. They're trying to get on away from her, and she throws physically her body in front of him. And then Jesus comes back with a really ethnocentric, derogatory slur, calls her a dog, unclean, outsider. Jesus, and you'll notice the, the lectionary has the entire passage that we didn't read, so if you want to read the, the passage that comes before, it's in the bulletin. But he just got done criticizing uh, what comes out of a person's mouth is what they should watch. And then Jesus goes and, and, and calls her a dog, unclean. But she comes back with a response. And what is so wrong with that? He calls her a dog, just like I said the Spurs have a bunch of foreigners. And she says, and what's so wrong with that? It had to hit Jesus like a ton of bricks. Because now he is able to see, to better understand that the good news she brought to him, that God's love and healing and wholeness is for her too. 
And she knew that salvation could be found in the life of this rabbi, who also needed some good news on this day. And nevertheless, she persisted. I think a healthy reading of the Bible happens when we look at passages through the lens of an outsider, um, with the re- realization that we here in this room are you know, beneficiaries in some way of the wealthiest military empire in human history, that we might not be reading a book about the liberation of the poor, we might not be reading it always uh, correctly. That we, too, also get it wrong sometimes. The Old Testament speaks to the importance of welcoming the stranger, the widow, the orphan. Uh, and I hope that, uh, that it shapes a, an ethical life for us, for all of us as a community and individually, that we will be in this continual process of our minds being opened, expanded to the welcome of all people. True unity, I say a lot, can only be experienced uh, in the welcome and understanding of our diversity. Just as the woman bothers Jesus and he ignores her, the other, too, presses upon us when we would greatly prefer them just to go away. The whole of the Christian life consists in remembering the suffering and our need for whomever we consider to be the outsider, the other. The good news in this passage and still today belongs to the outsider, and our good news, as Jesus found out, is found in them. I want to read a passage uh, that uh, Pastor Jackie Lewis, she's the pastor of Middle Church in New York City, she wrote uh, on this passage this week, and I thought it would be a great way to to end. It's It's so good. She writes, I know many of you will be offended by this. Perfect Jesus needing to be corrected, schooled, taught, that Canaanite lives matter. I didn't write that text. I'm just saying, read it and see what's up. I think this encounter helped Jesus to understand that not only did, not only did Jewish lives matter, Canaanite lives mattered. And until the lives of the least of the people matter, no, act, no life actually does. This was a lesson for ancient followers of Jesus, and it is a lesson for us. We who are the church must take seriously this text that shines a light on the humanity of Jesus. Like him, we can be bound by our culture and held hostage to our fears and insecurities. Like our leader, our rabbi, our role model, we can get caught up in the worth of those who are most like us and and misunderstand that every human, human being, no matter race, ethnicity, gender, sexuality, or religion, is a child of God reverently and wonderfully made in God's image. Like our Savior, we too can get it wrong. And then, in those encounters with the other, we can have our hearts and minds changed. We can get it wrong. But then, we can get it right. And we have to get it right. We believe that the radical love of Jesus as a call on our lives, we must be clear that we are not saved until everybody is saved. And that they are not saved, the people of God are not saved, unless there is food at the table, clothing on their backs, and health care for their families. They are not saved if those, paid, uh, if those paid to protect them kill them with impunity. We who follow Jesus in the way have to seek ways to racially and culturally diversify our communities and our lives so that we know the other and can be changed by the other. This might make us uncomfortable like Jesus was with the Canaanite woman, but it will bring about the reign of God here on earth. So as disciples of Christ, uh, they, they often say, and I had to take a class this week uh, with the disciples of Christ, so I'm very much in the disciples' mindset this week. But they often say this, that the disciples are a movement for wholeness in a fragmented world. It's a nice little saying. They always say that. Movement for wholeness in a fragmented world. 
And I think, like I mentioned earlier, after a week like we had this week, uh, in the last you know, eight or nine days, uh, we can kind of say, yeah, uh, this world could use some wholeness and wholeness through Jesus. We have a lot of healing to do, and I think we are called to that work, and we are, there's no better place to begin that work than here. So like Jesus, may we be awoken this morning to join the movement of healing in a fragmented world. May we be awoken to the crap that comes out of our mouth. May our eyes be open to the human and divine in every person. And may we be awoken to the spirit of nevertheless, she persisted. And may we too find our salvation in the living person of Jesus Christ. Let's pray. Lord, we thank you that um, you allow us to, to get it wrong. We thank you that you call us to wholeness and healing and love for all people. We pray that our eyes would, and uh, ears would continually be open and our hearts and minds continually expanded. Wherever we have prejudice, wherever we have bias, wherever we have misunderstanding, bring your love and bring your understanding. In Jesus' name. You guys could stand to your feet as we sing this song again.
everybody this morning. Uh, Let's uh, remain standing and let's close with our benediction. As we approach this week, may we love God, embrace beauty, and live life to the fullest. Amen. See you all next week.